everyone. Welcome to the Raising Kind Humans podcast. I'm your host, Katie Doty. If you're here because you want to raise empathetic kids with the tools to make positive changes in this world, you're in the right place. I'm glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raising Kind Humans. I'm glad you're here. Today's episode is all about tales from the classroom. Many of you know that I was an elementary school teacher before staying home with my kiddos. I went to WSU, go Cougs, got my teaching degree, and then happened to land the best job ever at an elementary school with a principal that was the biggest Coug fan you will ever meet. So I don't know how I got so lucky, but I had an amazing Amazing school environment, a wonderful staff, co-workers. Shout out to all my teacher friends. I miss you dearly. Um, if you have a teacher in your life, give them some love because teachers are special. <laughs> and they are in the trenches and often go unseen. All of the wonderful things they do often go unseen. So send them some love. Um, I had this one little boy in first grade. And he ended up looping up with me when I went to second grade. I started teaching second grade. So I had him for two years. And when it was the end of his second grade year, so we had already been together for a while, I announced that I was pregnant with my first child. It was very exciting. The kids were very excited for me. I told them the after- in the afternoon, we played this little game where they had to guess. I drew a picture and Anyways, it was an exciting day, and the very next morning, on my desk, there was a gift, and when I opened this gift, it was a very tiny pair of cougar shoes, cougar baby shoes. They were the cutest I have ever seen, and they were from one of my first grade boys that I had had in first grade. He was now in second, and I said, buddy did you get these for me? And he was so proud. He said, yes, I did. I said, these are really sweet. Thanks for thinking of me. And when I talked to his mom, I said, oh my gosh, I love the shoes. They are the cutest. And she said, you know what? He picked those out last year because he said he knew that you would need them someday. Oh my gosh. I thought my heart was going to explode. So His sweetheart knew that I would love those shoes someday, even though I wasn't pregnant. I had never talked about having babies. He knew that I would need them someday, and he held on to them for over a year and knew that when I announced, he got to bring them in the very next day. So, so special. And that sweet boy just graduated high school, which makes me feel really old. Um, But if that family is listening, I love you. I still have the shoes. They were a part of every baby announcement. They've been in lots of photos um, and still the sweetest, sweetest gift I've ever been given. So that said, there is a special bond between teachers and students. So give your teachers some love because they are important and they will always remember these sweet moments. Anyways, back to that first grade class. (laughs) I thought I would tell you the story of when I decided that doing paper mache piggy banks with first graders would be a good idea. 
So we were doing, as a school, we were learning about Pennies for Peace, and it's a program that supports building schools. Um, and the kids were supposed to bring in change. They were collecting their change, which, by the way, this was back when people still had change. Um, and they were bringing in all of their pennies and dropping them off in the office. And I thought it would be fun. <laughs> I thought back to an art project that I had done at WSU in my elementary art class. We had to make paper mache banks. We got to choose what animal we wanted, but I learned how to make them you use a balloon and toilet paper rolls. The one I made in college was an elephant and we named him Elmer. He turned out very cute. I remember really enjoying the project and he, um, he ended up over, let's see, we made him, there's a group of probably four of us. He was a pink polka dot elephant and it was my job to take him over. I took him over to a restaurant and we were supposed to be, we chose what charity we wanted. I think we picked the Humane Society and we dropped him off to collect money um, and then donate that money to the Humane Society. And I'm pretty sure it was my job to pick it up, but I, I don't have recollection of doing that. So Elmer, if you were abandoned, I apologize. <laughs> Anyways, I remembered loving that and I thought, you know what, my first graders would love this project. Let's do it. So I decided we would do piggies for peace. We would make piggy banks so that the kids would have something to collect their change in and feel like they were, you know, participating in this big coin drive. So my dear sweet husband helped me blow up 24 balloons, cut out toilet paper rolls, tape them on, and I brought them into school in two big black garbage bags. And I remember walking in the hall <laughs> and one teacher was like, oh, what do you have in the bags? And I told her my plan for the day. And she just looked at me like, okay, good luck with that. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> but I was still pretty fresh in my teaching years and I thought this is going to be great. This is going to be totally fine. It's going to be fun. The kids are going to love it. So thankfully, I had some amazing par parent helpers. Shout out to all the parents that go into classrooms and volunteer for whatever crazy idea the teacher has. Um, and I set up the piggies so everyone got their own pig. We mixed the flour and water. We set them all out on the tables. And I had a parent at each table or a, a grown-up at each table because it's not always parents. There's always friends and aunts and uncles and grandparents and people who come back that don't even have a kid in the class because they're amazing. Um, <laughs> I covered the tables and I thought this is going to be great. We started. The kids loved it. I wasn't wrong about that. They loved it. They got goopy. They made their pigs. They had a ton of fun. There was a lot of squeals of delight. Some kids dove right in. Other kids were a little more hesitant. It's pretty goopy. And it took us a while, but we ended up covering all those pigs. And thank goodness for the grown-ups who helped finish some pigs. And when we were done, the classroom, well, didn't fare very well. <laughs> I definitely underestimated how far first graders can fling goop. 
So we cleaned up as much as we can, but I didn't cover the floor, which was a huge mistake on my end. And at the end of the project, it was a mess. And if you've ever dealt with paper mache before, the whole point of it is that it hardens so that it becomes solid so you can use it to keep your animal together, whatever you're making. So the window of time between the goop on the floor and then cement on the floor is not very long. And when you are a teacher, you have to move on to the next thing. So that afternoon, when my very sweet custodian walked into my classroom, I will never forget the look on his face that he gave me. The look of, mm, do you want to tell me what happened here? Should I just walk away? <laughs> and I remember giving him my very best. I'm so sorry. I will clean this up. It's all for the children. Please forgive me. So I spent many evenings on my hands and knees with a ruler scraping paper mache off the floor. And while I was down there, I just kept telling myself, it's for the children. <laughs> it's for the children. Oh my goodness. I got most all of it cleaned up. And then thankfully at the end of the year, they, they do a good carpet cleaning. So I'm pretty sure there aren't any leftover pieces on the floor, but you never know if you walk into that classroom, you might find some more paper mache on the floor. But that being said, we made the cutest piggy banks ever. So it took a long time for them to dry. They were in my classroom for a very long time. And then we painted them hot pink and we cut a hole in the top and we glued on some eyes and a cute little piggy tail. And the kids took them out into their communities, some Family members took them to work. They were at grocery stores or banks and they collected coins to bring back in. And I just remember those faces, those sweet faces coming in with this smile that was so big, how much money they raised or bringing their piggy back in and dropping it off in the office. And they were so proud to be part of something and they were so proud of their work that I'm so glad I did it. It was a mess. It was exhausting. I was sweaty. And I thought for sure my custodian would never talk to me again. So, John, if you're listening, apologize one more time. But I think we were I think we were good by the end. <laughs> um anyway, so that's the story of of uh making piggy banks. Well then I decided <laughs> you know how time kind of you forget about some of the things and only the good things remain as time goes by. So the next year, there, I believe, let's see, I can't remember the, what year it was. Oh, I believe it was when there was that disaster in Haiti. And I thought, how, what can I do? Because it was, the kids were talking about it, you know, it's all over the news. What do we do? And I thought, you know what, what if we raise money for the Red Cross that would be donated to those suffering in Haiti. And so Hogs for Haiti was born and I decided to do piggy banks again. This time 
I knew to cover the floors. I knew I would do a better job. And I don't know how I did it, but somehow I convinced my first grade team that they should do it too. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know who you are. Bless you for saying yes and doing it with me. So we ended up making, let's see, probably 70-ish pigs, if my math is correct. Um, that year and the kids took them out in the communities again, and we ended up raising over a thousand dollars for the Red Cross that year. And it was a really fun week. It's messy. It's sweaty. It's exhausting, but it was really fun. And we ended up doing that. Let's see. I think I did it four years in a row. We did piggy banks four years in a row. And unfortunately there was always some kind of disaster or something that happened that I thought, oh, time to make the piggy banks again. And so we always raised money for the Red Cross. And I believe each year it was over a thousand dollars that we were able to donate just through the change that the kids collected, which is pretty cool. And then the last year that we did it, I had, I got smart and I had a Red Cross representative come in to the classroom to accept our check and talk to us about, you know, where our money is going and how it's helpful and why it's important. And um, they were very sweet and they brought a blanket and some, I don't, maybe some coloring pages for the kids or something, but it was really cool to have a community member in the classroom and talking to the kids about, um, you know, how, how special their, their gift was and where it was going and what it would do for other people. So I thought that was really cool, but that was my last year that I did it. And then the next year, um, I was out on maternity leave. So actually I believe we did it. Nope. We did do it that year. Then I left. I think we did piggy banks and then I had a baby. (laughs) So we did it our last year too. I like to think, um, that there might be some dusty pigs in, in garages somewhere that are, you know, over 10, 11 years old. So if you have, if you're listening to this and you have a pig still in your garage, send me a picture. I'd love to see it. Um, so that is my story about piggy banks, first graders, some second, cause we looped up to second, raising money and, um, making community service fun for kiddos, even though sometimes it seems daunting. Sometimes it seems like, well, it'd be easier not to do that. (laughs) Um, but I know the impact that it has on kids and lucky for you. I actually have this up on my website right now. So if you ever want to do this project with your own kiddos, Um, it's up there for you. I did a video tutorial that all of the pages, PDFs, downloads, everything's ready for you that if you want to do this project with your own kiddos, you can learn how to make a paper mache piggy bank and put it out in the community, um, to raise money. So the one that I have it for is for Seattle children's and childhood cancer research. I did that with my own kiddos. I thought, let's pull out the piggy banks again. They were old enough to try it. And so we made a piggy bank. It was funny because my daughter dove right in. She had no problem elbow deep in that goop. Um, My son, he could have done without. He did a few strips. He loved the painting part, but the actual paper mache was not his favorite. (laughs) Um, But it was fun to bring another pig to life and put it out. I did learn something, though, 10 years later, that people don't really carry change. (laughs) 
in their in their wallets anymore. And so I've adapted this project to have a QR code next to the bank, next to the piggy bank, so that um, if people want to donate, they can use the QR code and donate directly online because that is kind of the way that people handle money now. Because when we went to go pick up our piggy bank, we we set it out at um, a gymnastics place that my kids were going to. And I remember thinking, this could go either way. There could be a lot of money in there or nothing at all. And so I tried to prep the kids, you know, whatever's in there, it's great. You're bringing awareness. It doesn't matter how much we earned. And so when we brought the piggy bank home, we counted up the money and there was, how much was there? Four dollars and... 95 cents. But you know what? My kids were ecstatic. They couldn't believe how much money we raised. They were so happy about that. And I thought that's the whole point. That's there. Done. Did it. (laughs) And then my daughter ran in and grabbed a nickel and she's like, now we can donate $5. And she was very excited about that. So the monetary amount doesn't matter. It's the act of doing it. Um, Anyway, so if you want to do it, it's all up there for you. And I would love to see those piggy banks. Send me a picture if you decide to make one and um, where you decide to put it. But I've done all the work for you. Everything's there, even the QR codes if you want to donate to. Um, this one goes to hashtag kickchildhoodcancer. It's immunomomentum.com currently. And she is raising awareness and raising money for childhood cancer research to help those kiddos who are fighting cancer. Um, so you can go give her some love too, even if you don't want to make a piggy bank. Anyways, I hope you are all doing well. Thanks for listening to my tales from the classroom. I am sure I have lots more stories to share with you about what it's like to be a teacher, what it's like to be a mom. Um, and many of you who are listening are in those same boats. So thanks for being here and I'll talk to you another time.